We're going into another great interview with Tara Jade Samaya, um, who is performing in Anti-Gravity. Hello, Tara. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, what is the framework of, of this production? I don't know a lot about it. I'm keen to learn. The framework, it's a first collaboration with a Singaporean filmmaker, visual artist, installation artist, Ho Tzu Yen. Oh, and wow. director, choreographer, Anouk Van Dyke from Chunky Move. And we're working with six dancers, a plethora of props, and we're doing Dance Massive Festival starting from next week. Yeah, so um, how is that different with that, you mentioned sort of the multimedia artists, um, Ho Tzu Yen, so was that really changed the way that the sort of piece was approached or was it was it a very similar process but this new voice in there? Absolutely it was a really different experience to work with Anouk under this collaboration. Ho Tzu Yen works predominantly in film and coming from Singapore everything is so strict to the minute that he needs to go into a project knowing exactly <laughs> what he's going to do at exactly <laughs> any point in time and so it's storyboarded and preconceived to the absolute minute and having already done so much research and developing of the concept for other projects with anti-gravity it came into the room before we even started so they had a week zero to work together and they had all these ideas of how they would install the piece into the studio and then when the dancers entered at week one we came with all this conceptual knowledge all his research and we had this playground to begin with. I'm going to be honest, out of all art forms, dance is one of the ones I know the least about. <laughs> now, now I've always been of the opinion that every form of art, is you're telling a story. It's all storytelling. How would you say dance tells a story in a distinctive way from other forms of art? I feel like for a viewer of dance and a dancer myself, I can't not empathise with an experience if a human is doing it in front of me as a human myself. So I feel like it can tell all stories of sometimes from a theatrical realm, like a narrative, an absolute like start to finish middle, or it could just reflect certain stories of your own. And I feel like the better performances allow me to reflect my human experience and my stories and bring up things for myself. So um, the work Anti-Gravity looks a lot at clouds, is my understanding. It's kind of this, yeah. all of these different understandings of clouds, both sort of in the in the sky, but also the way that our minds get clouded and, and those kinds of ideas. So has it, yeah, I guess you sort of talked about this concept that was already kind of in place before you guys started to rehearse, but do you want to go more into the kind of ideas and maybe ways that you're own personal view of clouds has sort of changed through the process or yeah when we started the process I read a lot about Ho Tzu Yen's research into clouds as the viewer of something far away to perceive space and also in relationship to being what the experience of a cloud would be from the inside whether it builds up a level of density It weathers storms. It shows you basically the shape of air. Mm. And also he did a lot of research into the clouds through art history and how they're perceived and what they symbolise. And my experience in this piece has been like spices from all those different (laughs) realms. And an interesting thing that I have come to observe by the end of this very long six-day week of working (laughs) pre-production week has been that clouds are much alike the body. Mm. So to conceive those two things to be similar to Mm. each other. And the dance is like air. So 
air is present and the clouds make air have a texture and have a wave and have a form and the dance is in the space like air and the body is there to transmit and translate and transcend (laughs) sounds very ethereal (laughs) it is (laughs) now i have to ask because it's called anti-gravity do you go to a great extent to portray weightlessness and if so what approach do you take to doing that i feel like elevation and transformation has been strong keys into finding the dance within the research and we've even looked back as far as ballet's history and that ultimate superiority to try and defy the existence of something that we're all victims to in reality (laughs) and I think that when ballet started the elite groups of people that watched it they wanted this superior freedom of being on top there was a hierarchy to it and now it's really nice to observe in this piece that without the weight there is no weightlessness so Mm. there's a big gap between the word anti and gravity because Mm. we play with the compression and the density and the effort as well as playing with the elevation and transformation into that elevation okay I i never considered that it's um, so interesting to hear you talk about it. It's, such it's a, like, really interesting to do, actually. It's yeah. just, we've, had, we've got so much stimuli in the studio and like such a great group of dancers. I've yeah. been really blessed in this project. Yeah, so yeah, as me, me and Daniel have, have made it clear, we're kind of dance idiots a bit um, here. So how would, you, how would you encourage sort of people who are maybe a bit less dance literate to kind of approach these um, performances? Do you sort of, yeah, how do, do we sort of like, are there things you need to look out for to sort of understand a piece? or is it just sort of do you, what should you go into it expecting? I think the word expectation is an interesting one yeah. because I feel like as a performer and as a contemporary dance performer, it's de- defying people's expectations, which brings them into the now and that's what contemporary is essentially about. Mm. And I feel like that's the most important thing to break something that they might think they know about something. So I guess remain open. Yeah. <laughs> Be open to dreaming. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've got to say, this may not seem related to the show, but I found out of all the art forms I've tried, I always found dance was I was the most self-conscious with, and because of that, it's the one I've done the least of and often tried to avoid. Because, I don't know, for some reason, I just felt more self-conscious with it than any others did. Do you think there is naturally more self-consciousness when it comes to dance? Or do you, how do you, how do you deal with, you know, because people are watching your body move in every way, I never really felt comfortable with that. How do you deal with that? That's an interesting question. I think that innately there's a rhythm in our body based on our heart. Yes. And I feel like even beyond our bodies outside our mother's womb, for instance, mm. we feel this rhythm. And I feel like in ancient tribal dance and culture and rituals that's really prevalent and present. And I feel like contemporary dance rediscovers that invigoration to display this kind of inherent rhythm and vibration, which is, on a molecular level, the basis of life itself, that reaction and action and reaction. Dance is an outlet for me to be able to express that and to give the viewer an opportunity to sense that that elevation or that expression through my movement I feel like I it's really easy to get heady Mm. (laughs) as in just think too much about what it looks like and I've chosen to really pay attention to viewing 
what I've done in the studio this period for this development via video and allowed myself to actually experience it more from the inside. So it becomes less of an external aesthetic thing of what it looks like mm. to more of a sensory experience and process mm. of something unfolding what it feels like. Ah. So if you want to experience dance in a different way, perhaps find a beat that you want to groove to. Mm. And it's not about actually finding a shape that might feel like a natural or unnatural thing to do, but actually comes from something deeper than mm. doing something what is supposed to be right. You know? Yes. Yeah, so is that, um, yeah, you've, you've been dancing for obviously a while. Is that sort of how you came to dance or did you, did you come uh. to it through that, like finding your beat and grooving or were you a prima ballerina or... Or did it just come as naturally to you as breathing? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, yeah. did you groove out of the womb? I was born for it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, well, that's a good question. Where's the source of lots of things? I was brought to a very uh, legit ballet class from a very young age because I was envious of my elder sister being able to do it. And I was at the tender age of, like, two and a half. It's <laughs> diapers. It would have been, like, childcare. <laughs> and I just loved it. I loved that all these people congregated in a way to dance to music. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw a video of myself recently that my dad showed me in his big, you know, shoulder <laughs> video cassette. And... I did everything in the, the wrong beat, but I couldn't stop looking around in so much excitement. Like, I was so mm. little, but I just loved that people did this, and I just did, never thought I would ever stop until mm. I someone paid me to do it because I knew that I was the best person for it because I just mm. got so much out of it. Like, it still amazes me to the day, this day, like, what we actually do in a day's work. <laughs> yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah, I love watching one of my little cousins. She's three and she's just started doing, yeah, like dance classes and she was just like obsessed with showing me this video of <laughs> dancing. It was so funny because, yeah, you're like, kids just don't have that sense of their body yet and you yeah. sort of, it makes you realise how long it takes to actually be coordinated but she's so like, just feels so excited to watch the way that it moves through space and the way all of the bodies sort of do the same thing with the other little yeah. girls in their class. It's yeah. so lovely. And with, it's really interesting with, like, the technological age and kids being able to actually watch themselves and reflect mm. and experience it again. It's like seeing a picture. Or a, mm. It's it's amazing how much you can grow from that kind of yeah. personal reflection and express. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you so much for talking to us, Tara. It was so mm. interesting You're welcome. to sort of hear the thoughts behind the movement. Um, yeah. So mm. Anti-Gravity is on at the Malt House from March 17th to 26th and people can get tickets on the Malt House website. Yeah, malthousetheatre.com.au. Okay, thank you so mm. much. Just quickly, is there anything else that you'd like to plug? Any personal projects or... Actually, I just want to say thank you to the dynamic athletic group of production and team members. It's such a privilege to work with everyone and Anouk for being so open and trustworthy of us all.